Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! You hear the sound of those sirens, y'all. That can only mean one thing. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Outsider's Edge podcast here on the Chairshot Radio Network. This is your boy, Mr. S'mores, Mr. Kyle Morse, and I am joined, as always, by the Kenny to Mike Hota, Mr. Ray Cash Rance Morris. How you doing, good brother? Sleepy. Fantastic. Good to be with you, sir. I mean, it is good to be here, and it is fantastic because it's a new era in the AEWs, Mr. Rance Morris. Our man, Mr. Hangman Page, is officially, finally, the world champion. Look, Great man, story, two years in the making. There's a lot of people this week that were doing quote-unquote victory laps. Uh, shout out to the homie Rich from Social Suplex, who's the main one. And there's this rhetoric among AEW fans that, of course, this was going to happen. Look, I wish I could have that unwavering belief in a company and in a promoter. I trust no billionaire. I trust no man whose job is to make money to, to deal with my personal happiness. Because at the end of the day, their beliefs are going to go against mine. Because if his job isn't to completely... Uh, cater to what I want as a person. I'm not talking in mass. I'm talking individually. What I want as a person, he's going to fail every time because what makes money is always going to be the better, the, the main goal in a capitalistic business. So the fact that AEW has gotten really, I'm going to say this, you gonna, people are going to mad at me, but really lucky with continuing to do a lot of the shit the fans want, has up to Tony because eventually that shit not going to happen. And so for people to act like, well, of course Hangman was going to win the damn title. No, 
It wasn't no fucking of course. These motherfuckers brought Adam Cole, CM Punk, and Danielson in three months, and y'all expect us to think that they was going to bring back old Hangman? And of course we knew it was going to be that. There was questions. Come on. There were questions. There were questions. Although I will say, I did say on our show last week when we were pontificating on what was going to happen. Good words. My exact words were, they could just do Hangman versus Danielson. This is a thing. It can be done. And, you know, as I was watching Danielson's promo last night on Dynamite and then Mm. following the match with Eva Luno... Um, I was reminded of something that, like, it's always been so obvious, but, like, it gets lost in the weeds because he's got such a following and is so beloved as a face. Brian Danielson has always been way better as a heel. He's so beloved as a face because he's got the, the natural support of the crowd. Yeah. But the character work that he does is always better. When he's the bad guy. That is, it seems to be a reoccurring theme among IWC faves or, or people. Think of all the, I don't say legendary, but all the generational faces we've had over in the past 20, 30 years. Punk is clearly a better heel than a face. Danielson is a bit clearly, I, I won't say clearly, but I think he's definitively Danielson a better Danielson is a good, the thing is, Danielson is a very good face. Yes. Because he's organically over. Yes. And he doesn't have to change a whole lot. Yes. To be face Danielson. The Fast. thing, But the thing is, when he's heel Danielson, he can use the things about him that, like, people forget about or overlook mm-hmm. to his advantage. Captain Planet was a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this, th- like, this version, I love using the... Um, using the root beer crowd's hatred of all things Vince to Genius. his advantage by bringing up WrestleMania just to get them to boo him. Thing is tough. And any man that loves wrestling as much as he does clearly has to have a, a level of pretentiousness about him. Um, but just to throw two more in the, in, in the list, Sami Zayn and Johnny Gargano. People thought they was going to be the face of a generation. They fantastic as heels. So it's interesting to me, that dichotomy. Um, I mean, I think it comes down to, it's kind of like when you think about acting. Yeah. um, Drama gets more respect than comedy, but literally every actor to a person will tell you comedy is so much harder to do. Yeah, facts. Than drama. Facts. Like, face work, or heel work gets all the respect because heel work is generally easier to do than face work because the whole point of being a heel is get the crowd to hate you by any means necessary. You can use Mm -hmm. literally whatever tactic you need to use Mm -hmm. to get that done. Whereas being a face, like it is hard to get a majority of any audience to just like you. And there's so many things that you can't do or aren't supposed to do, even though, Realistically, like most of the best faces are anti-heroes to some degree because they get to yeah. like because they get to get away with doing things that faces aren't supposed to do. Well, the nineties changed the way we look at characters and gray areas became the gray area became a part of the color spectrum. You're spot on. I'd be curious to ask you this. First and foremost, let's 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 talk about the elephant in the room. We didn't have to fucking riot because hey, man, we didn't have to fucking riot. Like, thank goodness. Um, Let's talk about a different elephant in the room, though. Like, for real, for real. Um, I enjoyed that match. And I enjoyed a couple of other matches. But, like, largely, full gear, bored is not the right word. But I fell asleep twice. I want to talk about full gear. But I I do have one question I want to ask you about Danielson. Do you think... um, I, I appreciate the kind of ever-free-flowing world AEW has created where it's not really heels and faces, but kind of character um, machinations or character motivations. But a guy like Danielson, who is probably the most overface of our generation since Cena, right? Um, that includes Punk. Uh, do you think, how do you feel about them going ahead and making him the antagonist 
of this story so quick into his tenure coming in. And I say that because I know people hate the comparisons, and I hate them too. But I believe it's factual that if this was happening in WWE, people would be shitting on it. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to say that I'm personally okay with it because I like him better as a heel. Okay. But uh, like, that's just a personal opinion. If we're talking about like, just, you know, from a business standpoint, business perspective, um, I'm going to say something similar to what I said last week in the sense that the whole point of a lot of this is you're trying to clearly establish Hangman as part of your, like, new crop of these are our main event guys. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson is, what, 38, 39, that's 40? Right. Like, he's somewhere in there. Um, he's, you know, got a neck that's holding on by a thread and a brain that is just, like, please handle with care. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of just his history of injuries and like he's on a not farewell tour, but he's on a, like, I want to have some fun, do a couple more things, venture out a little bit. And then I'm gonna wrap it up and go take care of birdie. Um, so like I'm okay with using him to get hangman over further. Okay. I, I, I don't disagree with you because I know they'll make it work, but I just, I know the hypocrisy of what it would be if Daniel, if Brian Danielson was brought back to the dead. I remember when, Daniel, when Brian came back from injury and his first feud was uh, Big Cass. Everybody lost their money. Well, Danielson's much better than this. I get that he's fighting for the championship, but to turn your most organically over fate, I would say to Hangman, heel just to put over Hangman is a whole lot to me. I now I would say the only thing I would say to that is the the crowd never handled Daniel Bryan well after the original WrestleMania 30. Like the crowd never handled it well because That's they fair. only wanted him to be one thing. And if he was ever anything but that one thing, yeah. it was always trash and they hated it. And that was where Captain Planet came it. from. That was where Captain Planet came from. Yeah, that was the a whole fickle thing. Fickle. That's where it came from. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Um, and so I would just, that would be my only counter there is like okay. him specifically. Yeah, no, in WWE, the audience never handled him well unless he was specifically the one thing that they wanted him to be. That's fair. Okay. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I know you wanted to go to full gear, so please. Well, no, I just wanted to go to full gear real quickly because, like, I'm not going to say it was a bad show. It wasn't a bad show. Every match on the card was good. It wasn't that the matches weren't good, and it wasn't even that the matches didn't have stories building up to them mm-hmm. what job did they do to tell you those stories well what what did i text you as the show was going on your your exact words were these matches are good but i'm not entertained 100 they the matches structurally and um stylistically were really good to excellent really good to excellent but nothing about it made me care. It was, but it even goes beyond that, though. I'm talking from the presentation point of view, and like mm-hmm. I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to the way the fans suck this fucking dick here in a second, because y'all dick riding ass motherfuckers are really starting to get on my goddamn nerves with this. Every show is the best show ever, and oh my god, they've rewritten the history books, and oh, is this the greatest pay per view in the history of ever? No, motherfucker, that Wrestle Kingdom with Omega and Okada was a thing. Like, back the fuck up with that bullshit. But before we even get to that, like, the only match that they did, like, an actual video package for was the Hangman match. They didn't do really any kind of, like, effort to really bring you into the stories that you bought the fucking show for. And this is fucking storytelling. Do I want to see y'all wrestle these fire-ass matches? 
hell the fuck yeah. I do want to see y'all wrestle these fire-ass matches. But if you want me to watch your shit for four and a half fucking hours, I need you to give me some sugar and a little bit of steak. I need you to give me some sugar and some steak. That's a great point. I wonder if it comes down to very, very clearly, Tony and AEW are pushing, are pushing and catering for a certain fan base, and the fan base that they're pushing towards is pleased as a pig with what they're doing. So people like me and you who enjoy that style of wrestling and that presentation, but would prefer a little more on the entertainment side, are left feeling like this because there is not one match I can tell. Well, the Cody match, fuck Young Garrett, but all, uh, uh, other than that. Every match All the was matches good were good. Really good. They were, and some well, matches let me were ask you this. And oh, yeah, several of them were very fucking good. But let me ask you this, legitimately. Let me ask you this. And we talk about this when we bring up things like WrestleMania and shit. Does every match on every card really need twenty minutes? Does no. every match need fifteen to twenty? Like, and I know you didn't say that it did. I'm just yeah. like, t- no, let's yeah, have I'm this discussion here. Let's yeah, have this no. discussion right here. Like, does every match need fifteen to twenty fucking minutes? No, like, but that's a, in the same in the same breath. This may be a, a bad analogy. If it is, I apologize. But every meal doesn't need to be a a ten ounce porterhouse steak. That's you know aged for what? Sometimes you just want a fucking burger. Well, and not to mention, not to mention side dishes, baby. Hit me with them side dishes because you know what? Some of the matches that hit the hardest. On full gear for me, we're the side dishes. So what, what? So let's let's do that then, so we can give the audience an idea of where we're, what our, the, our thought process is. What were the matches that hit for you the most? Clearly, we know Hangman and Omega, and Love even that. that even parts of that match like fell a, a little flat. They drew they yeah. drag a little. Um, I really enjoyed, you know, fuck him, but I really enjoyed Punk and Eddie Kingston. I love that match. That's my favorite. That was match. a that was so great because they bothered to tell me a fucking story in the match, before the match, after the match. Like everything about that was actual storytelling. You you know what? I, so the two things about that match before the bell ever rung that made me instantly know I'm in for a ride was when Eddie Kingston when Eddie Kingston came out and had no expression on his face, and then Punk came out and didn't do any of his entrance. Like okay, these motherfuckers want to fight. And then when he hit him with the fucking spinning back fist before the fucking bell rang, I, I'm in this bitch. That's what I needed. And so little things like that, little sides, as you call them, are the things that make you say, oh, I didn't pay attention. Because sometimes I'm a tech, right? I am, I am a desktop support tech by nature. So sometimes, a lot of the times when I'm working, I'm, things are loading. And so I'm paying attention, but I'm not paying attention because I don't want to stare at a screen for 30 minutes while this is installing or while this is loading or while this is whatever, right? So I am very prone to drift away because staring at the same thing is not interesting to me and I, I need I need variety in what I'm looking at. While there's a lot of variety of moves and a lot of variety of, of, of styles, it's still all just work rate stuff. And I don't begrudge them for doing that because that's what their fan base wants. For me, you got to give me something different. And that's just the other match for me, if I may uh, yeah. jump in here. Super Click versus Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. And it was a mess of a match. I don't mean mess bad. It was just everywhere. But the shit entertained me. The shit so, entertained the shit out of me. So for me, the other one, like it was, it was, this one was not a good match, but it did entertain me, was Inner Circle versus Top Team. That was okay. not a good match by okay. any stretch. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like it was not a good match, but it was entertaining because they committed to their bullshit. They fully committed to their bullshit. And I appreciated all the Eddie homages throughout the match. I want to, okay, can I go good and can I go bad? Yes. Going good, I want to give all the flowers possible to Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page because to carry that match with three non wrestlers. They tried so hard and they've been carrying this whole feud. Like, yes, they have. I feel for the both. I mean, 
I feel you and I could spend an entire show talking about all the ways that this company is wrong, Scorpio Sky. Oh yeah, that I mean, yeah that that is a, that is a show that is legitimately a show. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to the brass ring, um, and shout and shout out to uh, shout out to my boy Ethan Page giving back to the legend with letting Baron Von Rask get him with the claw. That was ham at his best. Oh, I mean, I love Ethan. I I love everything about Ethan Page. He's great. So the negative part, and this may be a bit controversial, but we're not ones to shy away from controversy on this show. Chris or Jericho's people, washed? Well, that's not controversial. I think that's almost <laughs> unanimously accepted at this point. Oh, we're ready to talk about that in the open now? <laughs> Even his fans will tell you. Yeah, that's not that, that's the same dude. No. Um, I Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero and Shawn Michaels are my two favorite wrestlers, and it's like 1A, 1B, right? Yep, yep, yep. I love Eddie. Yep. And I appreciate it. In fact, I you can say I was you can even say I was touched by the number of Eddie tributes and Eddie homages throughout the night. And the week, too, but especially throughout the night. But this is the same company, and in that particular match, the same person who gatekept Kalisto because he spelled a motherfucker's name wrong. And when I say spell his name wrong, I mean John with the H and not a and Putting an H in it's not just J-O-N. And him and Amanda gaslighted the fuck out of him. And now this dude's basically almost blackballed from that fucking company now. Because he said his name wrong. Hold on real quick. But all these motherfuckers in that match, the only one who even knew Eddie, ever met Eddie, was Jericho. So it's crazy all these homages for the night, all these people who don't know him. That's cool, though. But this dude just, just simply saying... I, you know, I, I gave some love to to Brody up high. I'm thank you for your, your spirit for a lot for showing me the light to come see this company. And fuck you for that. I just well, that, it, it feels so fucked up and disingenuous. It is fucked up and it is disingenuous, but like it's worth mentioning. Like it's just a continuation of a trend in wrestling that has never gone away. Wrestling is petty as a motherfucker for no goddamn reason. Yep. 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 Yeah. I did. No retort. Yes. In in paragraph. Like just straight the fuck up. You know, wrestling is chock full of people who are killing people's pushes and burying people for perceived like slights and like it's just uh no you what? know, no matter how much we say things have changed, they never actually do. Because it's still the same shitty billionaires that run the same fucking companies and give the same shitty people opportunity after opportunity. Like, Jericho and Punk absolutely have every right because Jer- Jericho and Eddie were brothers. And Punk legitimately was a mentee to Eddie. I get those two. And I don't have a problem with anybody. We grew up as fans. I've never met Eddie Guerrero. I can give I give tributes to Eddie all the time in my personal life. It's Facts. just the fact that it was people, your poppy, right? It's just people. The fact that people manufacture and gatekeep who does or doesn't have the right to give credit or respect or homage to. I got a problem with that, and I respect the grieving widow. I do, and 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 I, I will I will not begrudge her to feel how she is led to feel. But the way that that and I hate Kalisto, you know that. But the way that poor dude was treated was so fucked up to me. And then in the same breath, we're gonna make we're gonna make it cool for everybody else. Miro spelled Brody's name wrong multiple times, but Miro was there. Well, shit, Kalisto was for another company. He ain't know. I just, so, uh, I, I know they're not quite the same thing. They're not quite, you, the, the synergy isn't quite there, but you get my point, and it bothered yeah. me. But nonetheless, fun show. Um, real fast. I want to say, because I've talked about this, i talked about this on Church Out Radio this week. Um, I know... You were a big Jay Lethal supporter. I was a big Jay Lethal supporter. I forgot about the the allegations that were surrounding him. And so my initial thought when he showed up on Full Gear was happiness and excitement. And I don't know how you feel about it now. If you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to because I don't want to put you on the spot. I just want to say, I think because these are just allegations, there's no criminal. Uh, he hasn't been... Uh, uh, criminally charged or 
there's no legal recourse or the allegation of what he did wasn't anything of a physical or a dangerous nature, I don't begrudge him for continuing to get work. But I don't feel good about it. Especially remembering and going back and reading the allegations. And by the way, we know the real allegations because there was a whole big controversy with Sean Ross Sapp not asking about it because Taylor Hendricks works for Fightful. So I, I just, I, being a person who, who prides himself in being honest and forthright and when I'm wrong, admitting when I'm wrong, I wanted to say that on air because I, you know, I was big in the fuck up Jay Lethal last week. And I just, I didn't want people to all of a sudden see the, the 180 and me not address it. So, I mean, I also had forgotten all about that, um, genuinely. But as far as, like, how I feel about it in light of that, I mean, Jay Lethal's just going to be another guy in AEW, really, essentially, is what it gets down to. And, I mean... I don't really know how to feel about it because I'm the type of person who likes to believe victims and chooses to believe victims. Um, and that really sucks. But, you know, he's far from the worst person that's going to be employed in wrestling, much less employed by his company. So, yeah, yeah, I I just, I just, I only, only reason I brought it up was because I felt it, it would, I felt it right to continue to give transparency. Yeah, I, I want to be transparent as a person and as a content creator. Uh, and I know if I was listening to me last week, me bigging him up, and this week all of a sudden, Chair Shot Radio is a whole episode dedicated to him and journalistic integrity. But what the fuck happened? I wanted to address it. Uh, so you. we can move you. on. Yeah, we can. Oh, yeah. My, I mean, my closing thoughts were just going to be, you know, for me, Full Gear really drove home that, like, at least for me as a fan, just in ring isn't enough anymore. Like, and I say that because I watched four hours of good matches and I walked away from it saying, well, the last hour and a half was really entertaining, but like, this show could have been an hour and a half shorter and like Got the same way better. Yeah. And then to it's, like turn around and see the internet reaction of people bigging it up like it were the greatest fucking wrestling show in the history of wrestling. And I'm like just like, WrestleMania 30 did we watch? I'm just like, did we watch the same fucking show? Because like I watched a show with a bunch of good matches, but like it felt like watching fucking Bola. Well, I mean. <laughs> With the respect, with respect to the dick flip, uh, fucking deviant. Who, who are all the guys who created PWG? They're in You're AEW. Right. You're right. Excalibur, You're the right. Bucks, all these people. Um, yeah. It's funny you mention your your exact words are funny to me. Or ironic, I shouldn't say funny. That um, your takeaway is that wrestling isn't enough because that's exactly what I said. The takeaway for me when WWE did their latest round of releases. Because that's what the world is. That's what they were telling the world essentially is wrestling isn't enough. These motherfuckers just weren't enough for us. So, I mean, I think you're right. But like for me, it was more wrestling isn't enough in a different perspective of just like, again, that was like watching a four and a half hour indie show on television at like, for me, the show started at eight fucking PM. So like, it was fucking midnight by the time the main event is running. And I d and my thing is, we're all about consistency here on the edge. I don't like that shit when Mania does it. I don't yeah. like that shit when SummerSlam does it. I yeah. damn sure don't like it when Full Gear does it. I want to yeah. be able to turn the show off at by 11.30 at the latest, have 30 minutes to, like, drink a water, watch decompress. something mindless, decompress, and go to fucking bed. So, so... Can we agree on this analogy? Uh, it's essentially like watching a four and a half hour episode movie, a four hour, four and a half hour version of The Expendables. Explosions, 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 fight, 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 but no fly. Yep. Okay. Yep. Speaking of speaking of questionable plot, it's time for everyone's favorite weird plotted pay per view, Survivor Series, where all of a sudden we care about what branded show we're on. Man, look. 
I, we, fight, we have this conversation every year. I know, I know. Let's have this conversation after we take an ad break. Okay, all right. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, that's the chair, chair shot. It's uh, holiday season, year. y'all. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get you a hashtag journalism shirt in soft style because it feels so good on your skin. Doc and stuff is bitch. Yale. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Again, y'all, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get you some of that good ass merch because you love us. Now, now back to Survivor Series and yes. it's, you know, questionable plot because there's some good plots going into Survivor Series. There are some sure. so so ones going into Survivor Series. Um, and then also, this has nothing to do with Survivor Series, but everything to do with like, so I had missed a couple of SmackDowns and I binge watched this week to catch back up. We doing Ali versus Ricochet again, I see. Oh yeah, 2018, baby. Let's go. Just like my thing is if you Ali and Ricochet, you think they get tired of this shit too? Nope, because they own the motherfucking show. You right, you right. They cashing them checks. Get all that shitty billionaire money you can, baby. Get all that shitty we'll billionaire money. We'll do this shit to the end of time as long as them checks clear. That's all we God need. Damn right. Now, <laughs> let's get into this Survivor Series. Card. Well, let's talk. Can we can we talk about Survivor Series before we get into the card? Yeah. I, I, we're way ahead of time, by the way. We're 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 speeding through this bitch. We're going fifty in a fucking twenty mile per hour zone. Ah. We just okay, hitting it quick and dirty. I like the dirty part. Yeah, baby. Ooh. Uh, no, I, I, we have the conversation every year, not just me and you, but fans plenty. Survivor, Ser- Survivor Series as tag matches just for tag matches is dumb. 
But I I think the premise of brand versus brand is a good premise that works if they push it correctly. Now, I don't think much like the Hell in a Cell gimmick, and I'm talking about the whole pay-per-view, much like gimmick pay-per-views in general, I don't think you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just because WWE hasn't shown a good a propensity to make it work correctly doesn't mean the gimmick or the idea is bad. So with Survivor Series, if you change the branding a little bit and give it some stakes, it's everybody's favorite pay-per-view again. Because essentially, Survivor Series is the all-star game of WWE. Right? And so I don't have I don't, I don't I think it's a I think it's a good idea. I think the champion versus championship matches are fire every year. You 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 we're about to get in the card in a minute, but Big E and Roman and and this year Charlotte Baker with the real life machination not machinations, I've used that word too much, but the real life issues going on, I think it's fantastic. So I, I just wanna wanted to point that out and you People don't have to agree with me, but I just, man, don't throw Survivor Series out because they can't get the shit right. That's that doesn't mean the gimmick doesn't work. I'm not saying the gimmick doesn't work. I'm saying they never get it right. <laughs> well, fuck what I just said for the past five seconds. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I can't, I I can't, I can't dispute that. But I will say they get it right a lot more than we give them credit for because it was just a couple years ago. When we had that uh, major five-on-five everybody talked about, one with um, Ambrose and and Bray and Orton and Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. AJ and Shane versus Braun and Roman and Seth and uh, Jericho and KO. That was just like three, four years ago. So they get it right from time to time. And last year, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre was such a big match, we thought Drew was going to win the Royal Rumble to fight him at WrestleMania. Like they do get portions of it. I mean, it can be done correctly. And I mean, it can even be done correctly amidst bad writing. For example, well, there, there well, no. bad writing, but. well, no. So, for example, for example, 2001, the invasion storyline itself, terrible writing, awful yes. booking. Survivor yes. Series 2001, the Alliance versus WWF. Winner takes all, like, the titles are being unified, blah, 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 blah. Every match has stakes now. Yeah. Everything about this show matters. Now, all of a sudden, even amidst terrible writing and an awful storyline, we've managed to turn chicken shit into chicken salad. No fucking way. What? 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 That, hold on. No, what happened? What happened? I I, I got to make sure this is real because it just said there's more cuts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Carl sent us a screenshot. Fightful has learned that WWE has released John Morrison, Top Dalla, Ashanti Adonis, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, and Jackson Riker. They just released Hit Row. And, and it's real because Drake just posted another video of his immediate thoughts. Wait, wait, like, how the fuck you debut Hit Row and release Hit Row in the course of a month? They just congratulated Tegan Knox on her birthday, like, two days ago. Like, the, the, like, the major WWE, like, site and, and Twitter. But, like, no, but, like, serious fucking Lee, they literally just... What debuted hit row. What the fuck are they doing? I mean, I don't do we even need to talk about Survivor Series anymore? Like what the No, is- God no, we don't need to talk about Survivor Series anymore. Swerve took all of the WWF references or WWE references out of his uh out of his shit. I'ma tell you this. I'ma tell you this. I know they're all separate now. But I hope Hit Row as a unit stay together because that shit fire. Got no fucking words, man. WWE just... Got no fucking words. I just, I don't... Taylor Valkyrie just tweeted, 
11 minutes ago, stop supporting a company that has zero respect for their talent. You love pro wrestling, spend your money on the hundreds of other alternatives. This is wrong. Ethically, as employers, they don't care about us, talent, or fans. I can't say she's wrong. I can't either. I WWE consistently goes out of their way to antagonize their fan base. And um and I I get sometimes releases are gonna happen. Like if if this had been Shane Thorne and Jackson Riker tonight, nobody deserves to lose their job. But I think the majority of people would have understood. They weren't being used. They can be better served somewhere else. Shane gonna go to Shane gonna go right back to TMDK. Yeah, he'll go he'll reunite with Mikey. Yeah. Reform but, TMDK or not reform TMDK. TMDK never went anywhere, but he'll rejoin. Yeah. But but what what I'm saying is that I just re- releases are going to happen. It's the nature of the business they're going to have to happen, especially with companies as big as WWE, AEW, New Japan, and and the like. But to release these people in mass like they do after they during the pushed, holidays. Well, that's the least of my worries. Just just work rock with me here. In mass like they're doing, either right before during or after a major WWE event, right after the investor call, days before their biggest pay-per-view that they're, they're, they're promoting everywhere, things of this nature, and people that they just put on television and just promote a major time to is literally telling your fan base, why the fuck should you care? Yeah, absolutely. And then you throw in the human element of the holidays and people who people like Drake Maverick, who isn't a citizen, so now he's got to get his visa shit together. Like, they're, they're, all that shit is after the fact. But just in the in-house idea of saying we're going to put these people on, Hit Row was a third was a third round pick in the draft. They were super fucking hyped. They've been featured on every SmackDown. They, had, they put them in a program with fucking Sammy. And here's the thing for this. Here's the thing for this. Like, for real, for real. If someone like a Kevin Owens walks out, you can't be surprised because my thing is, if this is the way that the if this is the way that they treat the employees in general, man, like why why the fuck would I want to work here? I'm not saying I I I don't understand, and I and I will defend so much they do because I can see the point. I can see the point of so much they do, and I don't have to. Like something they do to be able to explain it. I ain't no fucking explaining this shit. Mm-mm. Ain't no fucking explaining any of this. Like, what is the point? How does this help you? How does this make your company better? How does this make your company better? Help me understand. Financially, I fucking get it. What you got back? Um, a million and a half, two million dollars in salaries a year. Good for fucking you. You. Revenue-wise, that's man, that's what you spend on fucking soap in a year. I get it. I get it's about the dollars. But what does how does this fucking help your company? All things considered, financially, from a public relations standpoint, God bless fucking Stephanie out here trying to make this shit look good, being the chief brand operator, trying to flip this shit and saying, oh, well, we're doing great, guys. Rock with us. You're fucking killing her. How does she explain this? Roman Reigns was just on Fathom last night, the, the Tonight Show. Big E, Seth Rollins, uh, Becky Lynch, Becky, Bianca Belair, and the Street Profits uh, were just on Stephen Colbert last night. So right now, wrestling is in the mainstream. Survivor Series, at, on, on the Barclays, Big Show, all this in New York. And when people search, the first thing they're going to see now, the day after you did this shit, is, oh, by the way, we released all this talent that was just on TV just two days ago. Mm-hmm. What's the point? Why should I care? Wrestling is so mainstream. Wrestling is so fucking mainstream right now that your main competitor is on the same network as the NBA and the NHL, and is regularly getting regularly getting advertised by the NBA and the NHL because they're on the same fucking network. That's how mainstream wrestling is again right now, and y'all treating your talent like this. I don't like like we were literally 
getting ready to sit here and have an actual conversation about Survivor Series. We were going to talk about the card. I was going to bring up how great the program between the Bloodline and the New Day is because it's an all-time great rivalry. And, like, we were going to have a whole thing about this. And now, yet a fucking game, less than two weeks after we just did this shit, we are here a fucking game to talk about this company that's making more money than they ever have, getting rid of fucking people, and then having Johnny Ace lie to them by saying it's budget cuts. That's that's the most dirty shit of all, man. Like, like and what's really dirty? What's really dirty is, and you know, I'm not trying to say that. Like, I'm not trying to make excuses for Johnny Ace, but in some ways, in a small way, I feel bad for Johnny Ace. I because, feel bad for him massively. Because, I, because, because here's, here's the thing. Choice. Because here's the thing. And not only is this not his choice, but here's the thing. They knew what they were doing when they brought Johnny back. They yep. brought Johnny back to be this guy. Yep. We want yep. you to be the patsy for firing everyone. Yep. There, if you guys have seen, this is, a, this is a massive tangent, I know, but just bear with me. If you guys have seen the, uh, the Oscar-nominated and Oscar-winning movie Moneyball, the story of Billy Bean and the Oakland Athletics in 2001, I believe it was. Um, Brad Pitt plays Billy Bean, and Jonah Hill plays uh, basically as assistant general manager. And there's a portion in the movie where uh, Billy, uh, where um, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill are sitting in his office, and he tells Jonah, Jonah was brought in just to be the numbers guy. Remember, Moneyball was is a very um, financial and and money and a uh, and a number wise uh, art to the way of managing baseball. And he tells Jonah Hill, so you're going to have to start cutting people. And he's like, no, like, no, that's the job. You're the general manager. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And he was like, you got to do it. So he was like, show me how you would do it. And he was like, all right, this is stupid, but okay, um, Billy, I need to sit you down. Uh, you've been very important to us, this and that, or whatever. And Billy's like, that's, that sucks. You know what you do? Say, hey, I got to bring you in. You're cut. You can go see such and such for there. Uh, so such and such for for all of your information. You're a good baseball player, but I had to make a business decision. It was best for the team. That's it. Yeah. And literally, he cuts Carlos Pena. Those of you who watch baseball, Carlos Pena, perennial All Star. I know the scene who you're was talking on that about. team. Great scene. Yes. And he's like, "Sorry, man, got to cut you. You've been you've been traded to the other team. Such and such. You go see her for your information. Really. And Billy Bean's point." was their ball players. If you just be honest with them, they'll understand. So I bring all that up to say, to fucking tell me budget cuts when I can go to corporate.ww.com and see what your Carl, this is for you, big 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 dog, to not only see your prop your revenue, but your profits. You your quarterly earning statements. You can suck my black fucking dick. I am fucking angry right now. Well, and to the to further your point, you know, I was talking to one of my coworkers the other day. You know, I won't get too deep into the weeds of public school bullshit, but we say the same thing in the schools all the time. We are all professionals here. Treat me like a fucking professional and tell me why. Don't tell me I don't understand. Make me understand. Just be real. Level with me. You know, you don't have to give me a long-ass soliloquy. You can just keep it a buck. But don't give me some bullshit. By the way, uh, so the most treasured treasures, that show's dead, because that was all A.J. Francis, all top dollar. Well, it's just like, I mean, and to, like, we had been giving WWE a lot of credit over the last couple months for... The amount of color that they had managed to inject into their programming. And we were very proud of them for that. And yet, here the fuck we are, a couple weeks later, and they got rid of the entirety of Hit Row? The whole thing? Just dismissed? So I'm going to say something that a lot of fans said three, four, five years ago. 
I know we have AEW. And I know they, they're they not only a viable alternative, but they're a thriving alternative. But I think the market is ripe for another fucking wrestling company of national prominence to rise back up. Ring of Honor is gone. Mm-hmm. Impact is stuck in their hole. Yup. Uh, GCW is growing, but they're always going to be niche because so much of their show is death matches. Mm-hmm. And there's so many wrestlers on the market now. And AEW can't sign all of them. I don't give a fuck how much net worth Tony Khan is. If he's not bringing in some of that revenue, that's gonna, that is that's that money is gonna get shut off eventually. If there was another third company that another big another billionaire that said, you know what, fuck it, let's try it, and understand we're not the difference between them and Tony would be saying, understand we're not gonna be Vince. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be Vince. I just want to be viable in my own world. My God, there's so much talent right now that could do that and and, so and be much. a be a third viable company. Do what Ring of Honor tried to do, but do it on a national scale with actual good television, with actual caring, production value, production production value, with caring ownership. You know, because this is I I am flabber fucking gassed, and I was geeked to talk about Survivor Series because I'm. The, so many of the matches I'm I'm interested in. They've told Man, there are a handful. This company right now, though. There are really like, and it really is a shame because there are a handful. Uh, there are a handful of matches and a handful of storylines that they've got going on right now, leading into Survivor Series that have been really well done. I, just, I really I've really loved. It's not, it's not in like it's not ready yet, but I've really loved the Kevin Owens heel turn. I've loved, and it was so well done. I love the justification of just like, well, you assassinated my character and made everyone not trust me. So, you know, fuck it. Yeah, don't trust me. I'm the bad guy. Because you want me to be already. Yeah, like I've loved like that's a great story. The again, the Usos and the bloodline versus the New Day has been a great story with what they've been doing to like terrorize King Woods and or and Kofi. And like that was a great story. Ian Roman was going to be. A colossal battle of titans. I want to know what the I, and I know it's none of my business, and I don't. I would never ask anybody, but I'm so curious to know the thoughts and the morale of the fucking roster right now. I mean, I think in some ways you see it. In other, like you know, some like some of the people that are active on social media. I think in some ways you see it a little bit, but like I, I got to imagine that it's just it's got to be in the pits. Because the thing is, the type of talent that are getting released at this point, it's not like it used to be where, like, at least if you were being used regularly, you figured that, like, all right, well, you know, I ain't going nowhere, whatever. But, like, now they're actively releasing people that they have invested all this storyline time and energy into and blah, 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 blah. And it's just, like, anybody could be cut seemingly any day for, like, out of the fucking blue. So okay. I would imagine you got to be scared. Let's do this. What do you want to do for the rest of the show? Because I am not motivated to talk anything about this fucking company anymore. I'm not Fuck either. You. No, I'm not either. Um, okay. Um, real quick hit. It's not like this is dwelling in the past. And so I feel like we can dwell in the past. Real quick. It's 25th anniversary of The Rock being a re- in wrestling. And for, you know, people of our age, he is, you know, considered by a lot of people to be the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, Let's just real quick and then we'll get the fuck out of here because I'm kind of heated as well at this point. Uh, Favorite moment for The Rock? Ever? Ever. Your favorite Rock moment ever? Um, Well, definitely, definitely the best era of Rock for me is Hollywood Rock. And it's it's a tie between the um, Sacramento concert mm-hmm. or the Hogan promo where he was on location, and he was like, and "Go ahead, Hulk. I love you, bro. I know you, brother. And go ahead and while you're in the crowd, go ahead and do the blah, 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 stuff, and it's all good and everything. Where's my tofu at? What like that is genuinely great shit. By the way, speaking of the Rock." If you're the rock, do you fucking come back to this shit now? Man, fuck these people. You don't need this money. And I know you're a businessman, and I know you're loyal to this company because you would not be who you are without this company. And the NOIA family is literally 
the the, the McMahon family crest should have like a, a shrine to the NOI family. But if you rock, you don't need to come back. Do you come fuck back now? Know what they're doing? Nah, fuck these people. Go ahead. What's your, rock that What's your rock? Um, so my favorite rock era, actually, like, you know, my favorite rock era is old school the nation. I love rock okay. the nation. I rock love the evolution into becoming the rock and then stealing the nation from Farouk. Like, I love that shit. Initial time when he finally did the people's elbow for the eyebrow. When he finally got the eyebrow. Um, Also, any of y'all that say Austin is the rock's greatest rival, you just lying to yourself. Triple H is the rock's, is the alpha to the rock's omega. Well, that is, so you're a basketball fan, Kyle. That would be like saying that the Celtics are the Lakers' biggest rival because they played in so many finals. But their real everyday biggest rival is, especially of the past 30 years, have been the Spurs because every year these motherfuckers knocked, have knocked down dragouts to get to the finals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe that's not, maybe it's not a great – in fact, a better example may be um, the Jets and the Patriots and the Jets and the, and the Patriots and the Colts. Kind of, no, I mean, I get the point. I get the point you're making. But, like, anyway, to get back to my favorite, like, rock individual moment moment, man, for me, it is hard to top. My name's Billy. Hey, man, that, hey, Bill, hey, rock is still catch the fade right now. Billy, Billy Gunn want to shoot a fair one with the rock today. Over that problem. Well, because Billy to this day says it's what destroyed his ability to become a main eventer. He said The Rock <laughs> neutered him in one promo. And I mean, low key, The Rock wrong? neutered the fuck at his ass. He's not wrong. He's oh, not wrong at all. That, that's a classic promo. From that same era, close second for me is the, uh, Armageddon 2000 when he cut a promo on all six of them motherfuckers. Oh, classic shit, bro. Uh, Classic shit, dog. I did it I, for the people. I did it for the run. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, shit! Uh, Thank no, you for but, making me laugh because I'm legitimate. I mean, we had to we had to end it on a good note. So we had so much shit for y'all. We like, did. We really I did. Was gonna, like, I was gonna cuss ooh. out Ric Flair. We were gonna talk about Survivor Series and have some motherfucking quick hits. Man, fuck all this shit. No, nope, no. Nope. At this point, we're gonna tell you that you can find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores. You can find Rance on Twitter at fuck the WWE. Also at it's Ray Cash, R-E-Y is in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. You can find a show on Twitter at these releases are bullshit at Outsiders Edge C S. You, as always, we are part of the Chairshot Radio Network at Chairshot Media, where you always use your head. Thank you for not making me say that shit, because I was going to say some disparaging bullshit. Thank you. And as always, y'all, we here on the Outsider's Edge are some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything we can to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're going to hit you with some fuck shit, like, fuck the WWE. And other times we're going to hit you with some honest shit, like, man, fuck these assholes. But no matter what, we're just out here chasing our dreams. You got to respect it, because if you don't, just like those assholes at Titan Towers, we sure don't give a fuck. They sure fucking don't fuck them. Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.